welcome to the So Novel Podcast. I'm your host Jess and in this fortnightly podcast I will be chatting all things books as well as interviews with authors, publishers and bookstagrammers. So whether you're looking for your next read or you want to know the story behind the story then this is the podcast for you. Hello everyone and welcome to part two of the top books of 2021. I am super excited for you to hear this episode. Today I have some of my favorite Aussie authors who are going to jump on and share with you their top three reads of 2021. I also am lucky enough to have a representative from HarperCollins Publishing and a representative from Tex Publishing who are also going to come on and share their top three reads of the year. So I wanted to say a big thank you to the authors and the publishing houses who have jumped on board to support this episode and support my little podcast here. So I'm going to hand it over to them now. Hello, my name is Jessie Stevens. I'm the author of Heartsick, which is a non-fiction book that came out this year. It followed the stories of three people who had their heart broken and it explores love and loss and what happens in between. But I had three favourite books of 2021. The first is Honey Bee by Craig Sylvie, one of the most surprisingly touching, brilliant novels I have read in such a long time. Uh, it, I didn't expect to love it as much as I did and it's got to be one of the best books I've ever read. The other is Ghosts by Dolly Alderton. I'm pretty sure I was late to this. Um, it is her first fiction book. And again, I probably didn't have really high expectations just because it was her first, but it did dating and relationships and the phenomenon of ghosting better than anything I've ever read. It took it as seriously as I think it deserves to be treated. Stunning, loved it. And the third, which goes into my favourite newly discovered author of 2021, again, I am probably a little bit late, Taylor Jenkins Reid. Can't believe it's taken me this long. Malibu Rising, I think, would have to be my favourite one I read this year or Evelyn Hugo's The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. That's the other one. Wow. Uh, would read anything that woman wrote. I've become obsessed with her. I follow her on Instagram just to just watch her life. Um, Malibu Rising was uh, stunning. It was a celebrity story sort of, which makes it sound so bad, but I don't think there's an author that does characters better than Taylor Jenkins Reid. So, so good. They are my three favourites of 2021. Uh, I hope that's helpful. Go and buy them. Hey, my name is Jordana Levine and I'm the author of Make It Happen and Higher Love. And it's actually pretty hilarious that I write non-fiction personal development books because truth be told, I absolutely hate reading them. <laughs> Give me a fiction any day of the week. I found it really hard to pick my top three for 2021 because there were so many bloody good books this year. But alas, here they are, my top three reads of 2021. 
The first one is The Last Thing He Told Me by Laura Dave, simply because I devoured it in one sitting. And this book came very hyped up. I think it was part of Reese's book club. And usually when a book's super hyped, I'm kind of disappointed. It seems to be um, the trend, but I could not put this one down. I cancelled my dinner plans and then I was kind of really shitty with myself when I'd finished it because there was none left. (laughs) But that's always a sign of a good book in my eyes. My second read of 2021 is Malibu Rising by Taylor Jenkins Reid. I love her writing, but the fact that this book was set in Malibu in the 80s, dealing with fame and money and the surfing life was just all the ingredients needed for a juicy and enjoyable read. And I really, 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 really hope they turn it into a movie. That's what I was thinking the whole time I was reading this book. So fingers crossed it happens. And then my last one is called Who is Maud Dixon by Alexandra Andrews. And I didn't really hear much about this book this year, which is a shame because it is really, really good. My publisher recommended it to me and it did not disappoint. Lots of twists and turns, could not put it down. I might actually read it again. I loved it that much. Um, If you read nothing from 2021, make sure you pick up Who is Maud Dixon. It will not disappoint. Hi, my name's Anna Valdinger and I'm a fiction publisher at HarperCollins. There were so many amazing books published this year, it's hard to narrow it down. But here are my top three books of 2021. The Hush by Sarah Foster is one of my absolute standout favourites of the year. I adore stories about the connections between women and the strength that can be found there. And this one is jam-packed with awesome characters to love. Plus, it's a cracking stay-up-late page-turner. Emma's a midwife on the front lines of a tragic new epidemic, and when her teenage daughter, Lainey, discovers she's pregnant, they are both swept up in a terrifying conspiracy that goes to the heart of the government. It's pacey, utterly unputdownable, and full of heart, and although I think the backdrop might feel a bit confronting for some, Sarah handles her subject with sensitivity and such verve. Then You Need to Know by Nicola Moriarty is a juicy family drama which opens on a multi-car accident on the freeway on Christmas Eve. As we go back and meet all the people involved, we realise that everyone's keeping secrets. But who caused the crash? Mimi's a mum of new twins, struggling to cope with them and her older children, especially her withdrawn teenage daughter, and finding comfort in a glass of wine, or three. Andrea's concerned about the little girl next door who seems to be neglected by her mother, but is she distracting herself from the problems in her marriage? Jill, our matriarch, is hiding from a letter that is going to tell her something that she doesn't want to know. In the build-up to Christmas, as we're all experiencing right now, so it's very topical, all these tensions are going to come bursting to the surface, along with some very big truths. It's a brilliant mystery packed with twists and reveals. And finally, Here in the After by Marion Frith is such a beautiful novel, which got incredible reviews but was published in the chaos of lockdown, so didn't get the attention it deserves. It's the story of Anna, a woman in her 60s who's the only survivor of a terrorist siege in Sydney and is struggling to make sense of life on the other side of her trauma. She strikes up an unlikely friendship with Nat, a veteran of the Afghanistan war, who's battling his own PTSD demons. It's an intimate, warm, gentle novel which deals with a difficult subject with a sensitive, light touch. It's a much more accessible, engrossing read than you might think given the subject matter. It's a truly powerful novel that leaves us with a tremendous amount of hope. 
which is something I think we could all use right now. Anyway, thanks so much for listening. Happy reading. Hi, everybody on the So Novel podcast. My name is Kyle Perry. You might know me as the author of The Bluffs and The Deep, my two Tasmanian noir crime fiction novels. My top three of 2021. So in fiction, uh, I think the book that had the biggest effect on me was Piranesi by Susanna Clarke. It's a magical realism novel um, about this guy stuck in this endless labyrinth. And it was such a well-written story um, and then a really insightful, pretty bleak look at humanity. Um, And it had such an effect on me that I dreamt about it. Um, In autobiography and biography, Acting Up by Lynn McGranger. Some of you guys might know Lynn McGranger plays Irene on Home and Away. And I was lucky enough to get an advanced copy of this. And it was really fascinating. For Australians, Irene from Home and Away is a pretty pretty staple figure. A lot of people know who she is. And it was fascinating to read about um, Lynn's journey through acting, what she's done in her life, um, and then how Irene as the character has affected her and and the way people have responded to it. It was a really interesting book, one of the better um, Aussie biographies I've read, to be honest. And in nonfiction, I read this really good book called Humankind, A Hopeful History um, by Rutger Bregman. And this book was a deep dive into how we have this bleak idea about where society's headed and how humans work and, and we think that everyone's out for themselves, whereas in reality, the science just doesn't support that. And what he did is he systematically went through a bunch of studies that I studied at my university um, around humankind and human nature. And he went through and kind of um, uh, c- c- contradicted what we've always thought about how humans work. And it was really good, really positive, really uplifting and um, recommended reading for everyone. So those are my three, Piranesi by Susanna Clark, Acting Up by Lynn McGranger and Humankind, A Hopeful History by Rutger Bregman. Hello, my name is Eva Ramsey and I'm the author of The Morbids, which was my debut novel out in 2020 with Alan and Unwin. It was a story of Caitlin, a woman who had to figure out how to live despite being convinced she was going to die. I found it really difficult when Jess asked me to narrow down my three favourite reads for 2021, but ultimately I chose three wonderful Aussie debuts which all dealt with grief and connection in very different ways. I think it must have been that kind of year. Firstly, Small Joys of Real Life by Ali Richards, which is the story of a Melbourne woman who has a one-night stand with a sort of a friend of a friend and ends up pregnant and then he dies. It's such a, a, a very warm, sweet book about friendship, about Melbourne, about being in your 20s and trying to figure out what you want from life, about, you know, making connections which are not always positive, not always negative, and just just finding our way through it was also such a beautiful and nuanced description of pregnancy which is so rare to find in fiction especially books that aren't centered around motherhood or parenthood in a particular way I think this sort of crossed a few sort of genre levels for me um just for want of a better word I think it was just really really well done and also 
It taught me how to run, which is a very small reference in there, but one that stuck with me. And I, every time I go, for, I've taken up running this year and every time I go for a run, I remember it and I um, feel like it's made me a better runner. So thank you, Ali, for such a, a gorgeous, wonderful and helpful book. Um, this My second pick is New Animal by Ella Baxter. I think this one, everyone seems to focus on the sex and the BDSM, but ultimately I just found this such a thoughtful exploration of grief and how we cope with it whether for good or bad and it was funny and surprisingly sweet and warm and it it really I raced through it in a day I loved it I thought it was just so well done and it had so many different elements to it and I loved the character that Ella created and her whole family who were just wonderful wonderful people um, finally, Happy Hour by Jackie Byron, which is another Australian debut. This one is the story of uh, a widow called Franny who um, has sort of shut down after she lost her husband a few years earlier. And, um, you know, she gets new neighbours. They sort of bring her into the world a little bit more and she learns how to create new connections and, like, you know, deal with her grief in new and more positive ways than perhaps she has been. I think this book just with the, the theme of connection and community is exactly what we you needed in 2021. It feels like it's been a year where it's just been hard to make those connections and keep them. And this was just such a virtual hug and I loved every minute of it. I think that's it from me. And I hope um, there are some great recommendations in there. If you haven't checked out any of those books, please do. And happy reading in 2022. Thanks. Bye. Hi everyone, I'm Rachel, the production coordinator at Text Publishing. I also run the Text YA and Kids Twitter account. You can also find me talking about books over on TikTok at Anxious Nachos. I'm here to share with you my top three books of 2021, as well as a few I'm looking forward to in 2022. And number three is Light from Uncommon Stars by Rai Kaioki. This is part sci-fi, part fantasy, and it sounds absolutely wild on paper, but is so, so good. One half follows a famous violinist who made a deal with the devil and to escape damnation must now trade the souls of seven violin protégés to hell. Meanwhile, the other half follows a starship captain escaping a galactic war who has landed on Earth and is running a donut shop. It sounds like it shouldn't work, but it really does. This is the trans, queer, science fantasy of my dreams. It is both heartbreaking, but also so full of joy. It's also all about finding your chosen family and healing from trauma and the power of music. And it's just utterly beautiful. Then we have Honey Girl by Morgan Rogers. Now, as a big reader of sci-fi, fantasy and horror, I did not expect a contemporary book to make it to my top three books of the year, but this one did, and that must mean it is absolutely amazing, and it is. It follows a very lost, lonely, depressed and burnt out PhD graduate, Grace, as she tries to figure out what to do with her life. She ends up marrying a woman she doesn't know in Vegas and goes to stay with her to try escape her problems as she works out what she wants from life. It felt very much a book for me and for now. I rarely cry at books and I cried four times reading this. It was just so relatable and honest and the found family in this is just so, so special. And at number one is Plain Bad Heroines by Emily M. Danforth. This is definitely not a book for everyone, but it was so perfect for me. It is a sapphic gothic horror comedy work of metafiction. It's told in two timelines. One follows an old school where a series of deaths occur. The other follows in present day where filmmakers are making a film about the events at the school. It is a very tangential, winding story, very much like a puzzle with footnotes and comments from an anonymous narrator throughout. 
I adore it so much. It is so atmospheric. Uh, I just love it. Finally, for some books I cannot wait to read in 2022, I have two for you. Firstly, Wrath Goddess Sing by Maya Dean. This is a trans retelling of the Iliad with a trans woman, Achilles. And does that not just sound absolutely incredible? And second, Babel by R.F. Kwan, which is a dark academia interrogating language translation and colonialism. I absolutely adored R.F. Kwan's Poppy Ward Fantasies trilogy, and I cannot wait to read her standalone work. And that is it for me. I hope everyone has a lovely holiday period and gets a chance to relax. And I will see you all again in 2022. Hopefully we will have a bit of a better year next year. Hello, my name is Sophie Hardcastle and I am the author of Below Deck and my top three for 2021 is a fairly eclectic mix, uh, very queer themes. The first book is Exist Otherwise, The Life and Works of Claude Kahn by Jennifer L. Shaw. And this book just absolutely blew me away. It's a biography of Claude Kahn who, although she and her partner, her lifelong partner, Marcel Moore, um, although they were largely written out of surrealist anthologies and archives, they were profoundly influential in the surrealist movement in France in the 1920s and 30s. And this book is... Their biography is punctuated by their art and their photos and their poetry um, and their lifelong collaboration is really something to behold and I really, really hope that you turn your attention to it. The second book um, is In the Dream House by Carmen Maria Mercado, which is a memoir about uh, charting Carmen's experience living in a dream house and it kind of looks at the fetishization of lesbianism as this dream house utopia and what happens and who becomes invisible when um, when you have um, interpartner violence and domestic violence within lesbian relationships and it draws on themes common to the uncanny um, or motifs common to the uncanny in order to make you feel the anxiety and unease that Carmen must have been feeling during this period in her life. Um, it is also beautiful and it exceeded all expectations for me. Um, I absolutely loved it. It re really just played with language in really interesting ways and made me question what it really means to write a memoir. Um, yeah, it really plays with the genre, which I found is so exciting and the final work is a speech um, that was published earlier this year in August um, and it is by Paul Preciado who is a phenomenal philosopher and scholar and he wrote this speech called Can the Monster Speak and he delivered this speech to 3,500 psychoanalysts in France in 2019 and he was booed off the stage and was only able to deliver the first 15 minutes of his speech so the first quarter of it and now the speech has finally been published in full and it undoes everything that we've ever been told about 
sex, gender and the regime of sexual difference. Um, yeah, so very queer um, themes and subject matter. And yeah, I really, I just hope you read these books um, because they've all changed, changed me in really profound ways. Hello, I am Claire Christian, the author of It's Been a Pleasure, Noni Blake, and my top three for 2021 are Elizabeth Less's Cassandra Speaks, Kay Tempest's On Connection, and Vari McFarlane's If I Never Met You, because all three of these books made my heart very, very happy. They brought me all of the pleasure indeed. If you enjoyed this episode, please let me know. You can subscribe and leave me a review or rating on Apple Podcasts or find me on Instagram at So Novel Podcast. Thanks for listening and until next time, happy reading!